You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz, and we are speaking to Charlie Smith, the editor of Vancouver. Charlie, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing well, thanks, but Karen, how are you? I'm doing well, but Charlie, I'm not going to lie to you, that fog outside is a little bit creepy. Do you? How do you feel yeah. about fog? Well, it's, it's a little sinister. <laughs> Right, just like it just changes the mood a little bit. But anyways, otherwise, Charlie, I'm pretty good. But there's one story that a lot of people are talking about, and it seems that a large number of Canadian diplomats have left India overnight. The departure follows two weeks of negotiations between India and Canada. Uh, and of course, this was after India issued a demand for parity in the number of diplomats present in the two countries. That's what a source says. So, Charlie, what does it mean in terms of the relationship between these two countries? countries well it's 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 on the rocks that's for sure and um i think it's also very interesting in that we've got india going to an election next year and modi uh trying to win another majority um and i think this issue with canada is actually helping him electorally because it looks like he's standing up to extremism at home and he's getting good media coverage and it's it's the old majoritarian card that um, has worked so effectively in India for both of the two major parties. So so for Modi, I don't think he's overly concerned about this. Um, but the fallout is quite extensive. Um, first of all, that uh, 41 Canadian diplomats and their 42 dependents um, were going to have their immunities stripped. So they lose their diplomatic immunity. Canada says that's contrary to international law. So they had to get them out. Um, India's using this line of parity. Um, and so what it means is there are 21 Canadian diplomats and dependents living in New Delhi uh, as of today. The uh, biggest problem, I think, is, is processing for visa applications, including student visa applications. Um, at the moment, uh, India is the largest source country for international students. We, we, As of December 2022, there were 320,000 Indian students with study permits in Canada, and that was up 47% over the previous year. Well, and I know some of these Indian students, and it must be very troubling for them to know that uh, you know this this diplomatic impasse could have an effect on their lives, and that's to say nothing of all the Canadians who want to go to India or who have relatives who who might want to come to Canada. Um, it's a big mess. That's to say nothing of the trade issues and everything else. It's a it's a it's a really sad story for a lot of uh, people in Canada and who want to come to Canada. True, and it's like not until you talk about it, you don't realize the effect of it. And I know, Charlie, you don't have the answer to this question. None of us really do. But like, how long do you think this could go on for? Well, I, I expect it will go through to the Indian election at the very least. Um, it doesn't appear as though Modi himself is going to be paying any significant price. Um, I think... This was a move that he did that he knew would uh, hurt Canada and create problems in Canada and also change the discussion from the very serious issue of how did Harjit Singh 
nudge or die, and what uh, were the circumstances that led to that. And um, one of the, the issues, too, I think Justin Trudeau was sort of rushed into his public announcement because the Globe and Mail had a story that they were going to run. And so Justin Trudeau, from what I understand, had to kind of quickly release the information because it was going to come out in the newspaper anyway. And he didn't provide a great deal of evidence to back up his claims. He just simply said there is evidence. And it's it's kind of reminiscent of what's happening in Gaza with the hospital uh, being bombed and hundreds of people dying and the uh, U.S. government and Israel is saying, well, this was a, a rocket from Islamic Jihad, it wasn't us, but they're not showing evidence, they're just simply stating as a fact, and there are reasons sometimes to do that, because it could be that you don't want to reveal the source of the information, or it may get in the way of uh, prosecuting someone in the future. At the same time, though, um, I think the public would like more transparency in both these issues, the Gaza situation and uh, the situation with the, the murder of Harjit Singh Nijar, and uh, so far we haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. No, definitely transparency is important there, Charlie. All right, I'm going to shift gears here, go to our local politics here. So the B.C. government is taking aim at short-term rentals with steeper fines. The goal is to discourage landlords and investors from taking desperately needed suites off the long-term rental market by listing them on websites like Airbnb and others like it. So what do you think of this move, and do you think it's going to really help address our housing crisis? Well, I think I think it what's going to address the housing crisis are a whole bunch of steps. And this is one of them. I think the, uh, just like an empty homes tax where the government is trying to make sure that the existing supply is more, uh, reasonably distributed. And the, the problem is the whole industry has developed where small entrepreneurs buy residential uh, housing make investments and under the belief that this is okay and then put it on the short-term rental market. Um, The problem is uh, young people don't have homes and they're really struggling even to find places to rent and and not just young people, older people too. And and I think the, the government has said enough is enough and we're going to step in and offer opportunities to do it with your primary residence, but put an end to this game of speculation. And uh, the the problem is for the people who've borrowed and who are now facing higher interest rates, but I don't think that a lot of people who don't have homes are going to be very sympathetic to uh, people who might have five or six properties and are saying, I'm having trouble paying my mortgage. And so politically... I think it's a shrewd move by the NDP government. It also drove a wedge in the right because you had the conservatives opposing this, um, Kevin Falcon, uh, trying to complain about it and, and say, well, this is all a problem created by the NDP. But at the same time, I think a lot of the younger voters, particularly 
who tend to vote NDP will look at this and say, well, EB's taking action in this area, and and that's a good thing. So I, I think on the whole, it's smart politically, and I think it's good public policy. It'll definitely be interesting to see that. I did definitely see there were folks um, saying, making comments like, oh, like, how can the government tell me what to do with, like, my private property and stuff? Is it really their move to make it? So I I definitely have seen sort of, like, mixed views on this. Uh, So, yeah, let's see, I guess, what pans out from there. Now, another big news story, Charlie, especially if you're a big soccer fan, Christine Sinclair is set to retire from international soccer at the end of this year. And I have to say, Charlie, she truly is, for me, she is a gem and she's been such an inspiration for a lot of women here too who you know want to go and play the game yeah it's the end of an era and and one of canada's greatest athletes without a doubt and the fact that she came out of burnaby and she was also really down to earth and modest and and likable in her in her own way and i think that made her such a great role model uh, particularly for girls to get into soccer and we've seen the growth of women's soccer and you have to ask yourself, if Christine Sinclair had never become a soccer player, would we be seeing what we've seen in Canada? And I, I think the answer, it would be nowhere near what it is. And a whole generation of soccer players in Canada winning the gold medal. Um, like, who would have thought that Canada would win a gold medal in soccer, whether it was men or women? True. Uh, but Christine Sinclair uh, was, was a key part of that. Not only... In, in her performance on the field, but in terms of inspiring other young phenoms to get into the sport and really put Canada on the map. So I think it's a a fairly momentous occasion um, for all sports fans, and the fact that she scored more goals than any other uh, woman player in international play really uh, speaks to, um, you know, what a great player she's been. Truly. And like, you know, she's one of those people where, you know, you didn't have to necessarily follow soccer. Like people just knew who Christine Sinclair was. And I have to say, like, especially in women's sport, that's very rare, right? We tend to focus on a lot of the men, but she was one of those women who just really stood out. And most people knew who she was. So she will be missed. But I mean, I'm sure at the age of 40, she's definitely probably ready to retire and go on to the next thing. Um, Charlie, do you think, though, that kind of in this next phase of her career, do you think she's going to kind of focus more on the fight for equity in soccer. Do you see her kind of going in that direction? Well, she's certainly been a leader in that area up until this point. And I think she also has, you know, she has a lot of fight in her in terms of battling for equality for women. So, and they did have some success in terms of trying to get parity with the men. It was ridiculous that the women were being paid less than the men when the women are winning the gold medal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The men get knocked out of the World Cup in the, you know, the first round. But um, at the same time, I think uh, I don't think we've heard the end of her. And I think you know, just like Haley Wickenheiser, who is another great Canadian woman athlete, um, she's now becoming a doctor. And but she's she's still being contributing in different ways. And, and I expect the same will be the case here for sure. Charlie, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You have a wonderful weekend. Okay, you too, Karen. Thank you.